Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The only people that don't get time off this year are pro athletes and us at Bet Online. With NFL, bowl season, and NBA in full swing over the holidays, Bet Online isn't taking a second off to make sure you have all the up to the second odds, news, and info. Bet Online has the sports wagering info available you need with both desktop and mobile access. Head there today to get into the action. Remember to use our promo code BLEAV, that's B L E A V, all caps, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the dog check. I am Max Loeb. Loeb's leads here with Eric Metcalf after another crucial win 36 22 Browns over the Houston Texans on the road. They get rid of the road bug. Joe Flacco looks incredible. Amari Cooper looks like prime Randy Moss. Eric, what did you think? I think that, I think they look good. I mean, they went in there and handled their business like they were supposed to. It was a game where the, the Texans didn't have uh, C.J. Stroud. Obviously, uh, Tank Dell wasn't there. So a couple of their best players weren't there. But that didn't affect how the Browns went in there, went in there and played. They still played like they had a chip on their shoulder, knowing it was a game that they had to have based on the playoff uh, race. And so I feel good about how they went in there and, and, and handled their business. Yeah, for, first went on the road in a while, too. They they needed it. They really did. And it handled their business. Uh, we have to talk about Amari Cooper setting the record. I mean, that was truly incredible. 265 yards, a couple touchdowns, a two-point conversion. The dude was unguardable. All day long. Granted, the Texans did have a couple players go down in the secondary, but he was still dominating them before that happened. What an incredible performance. It was funny. If you looked at Joe Flacco in the postgame interview after, the reporter asked, what what was going right? How did this offense click today? He just said, Amari. Amari Cooper. Like That, that is, speaks to the connection that they have. It was truly a, a sight to behold, especially as you watch the Browns the past. I don't know, six, seven years, he never really had that. Like that big receiver performance, you would hope to get it with Odell or maybe Jarvis Landry. You really didn't have it to Josh Gordon. But they have it now, and it's really, really nice to see. And, and it goes back to the connection that they have. But first, before we get into that, we must talk about the record that was broken by Omari. The, on I wasn't going to bring it up. I no, we're, bring we're, it up. we're going to bring it up. I need, <laughs> I need people to remember me. <laughs> I need people to think about me. And so, yeah. so he broke uh, my, my record of 177 yards on the road, receiving yards on the road. Josh Gordon had the uh, record for all time in, in, a, in a game at 261, I believe, in which he also broke that uh, record as well. But hats off to Mario. Um, he was out there making uh, – grabs and, and, and plays, but at the same time, Joe, Joe Flacco was putting the ball in some places that it was either he got it or nobody got it. So they have a connection that is, is working and something like you, you've never seen like in such a short period of time. But but I think what makes it a little easier, but which we've talked about in, in previous episodes, is the fact that with Joe Flacco, you get to take out a certain percentage of the playbook because you don't have to worry about uh, quarterback runs, RPOs, those type of things. It's either we're going to hand the ball off or we're going to we're going to throw it. And we went into this game uh, talking about this was probably going to be the first time you ever hear me saying we need to pass the ball every play. Yeah, and and, and they went in there and did that, and they were able to connect. Um, and Joe Flacco was unbelievable. And, and another thing I think that makes it a lot easier for him is the fact that. He comes in late, and so he doesn't have to worry about 
learning the whole playbook, right? It's a yeah. weak, weak thing because it's based on game plan. And I can tell you from experience, when I got into, when I got drafted and when I was traded to teams, I was thinking, man, I got to learn this whole playbook, and especially like in training camp and, and, and trying to, because you install something every day and then you yeah. work different things through the course of that week and, and you move on. And it gets easier when we're talking about games because we're talking about team specific. This is what they do. This is what we want to do against them. So that's all you really have to learn. Of course you want uh, the, the foundation of the playbook, but when you know going into the game, Houston Texans are porous against the pass and we can throw it very well, you take advantage of that. Yeah, they, they did take advantage. And that was the matchup. Like you said, we talked about it. it was the first game you go in. You're like, you need to pass the ball a ton. They did. They take advantage of the matchup. And it's crazy to think that Flacco had over 350 yards and 265 of them went to Amari. Like David Njoku had a great matchup. He made a couple of nice plays. Uh, obviously, he had Elijah Moore have a catch or two. He had one big drop over the middle. Like there were still more plays to be made and more players to make plays as the game went on. But it was just so nice to see an offensive onslaught. And we'll talk about Dustin Hopkins and the, the whole kicker situation later. But as he goes down, the Browns basically have to go for every fourth down. Like they were converting fourth down after fourth down. They kind of knew they had four tries and the, the play calling showed that, but they were still converting fourth and eight, fourth and 12, just nonstop because they were so effective through the air. And they took advantage of what was one of the best matchups they've had all year. It was just it's so nice to see them loading up first down to start a drive, play action, throw the ball 50 yards down the field. It's a breath of fresh air in the Browns offense for sure. Right. And I, I think it has a lot to do with knowing that we had to, we had to pass the ball. You still want to run the ball if, if you can. And when we got a lead, I would, I would imagine that they thought the Texans were thinking, Oh, they're just going to try to run the ball and, and kill clock. And that's when they took advantage of it, you yeah. know, with the play mm -hmm. action passes and things like that, because yeah. like you said, with Dustin Hopkins going out, and, and even the punter getting hurt so he couldn't be the backup kicker as well, it, it, it made it rough. So every single drive, we were in four-down territory, right? Yeah. And so, and so while, you, while we say it's, it's hard, it kind of makes it easier as far as the calling because you're thinking, I just got to get three to four play, four yards on this play and move on. And then to keep it short or try to keep it short on four down when we do go for it. And, and they did a good job of – making plays when they needed to and Stefanski called a, a good game and once yeah. again I hats off to Flacco because some of those passes that he threw in there were, were on the money they were on the money this is it's tough to say it's the best game that he's played because he's had so many good games but that that touchdown to Amari Cooper down the sidelines like 70 something yards was as good as it gets in terms of a pass. I think the other pass that stuck out to me too, actually one and anybody who's listening, who goes back and watches the game or watches the highlights, the first touchdown drive of the game, right? I think it was the second play after the long pass to Amari Cooper. He put a ball between two defenders right in David Njoku's hands. A defender broke it up, but it was honestly, I think it was the best pass he threw all day. And then obviously the, the fourth down where he's getting clobbered by two defenders, throws it on the sideline to Amari Cooper. What a ridiculous catch too. But that was like, I was like, this is insane. Like we talk about things, you watch Browns games and you're like, oh, that's a play that would only happen against the Browns. Like watching that, that is a play that you would think would only happen against the Browns because it's just so improbable. Right. He threw some, like, like you said, he was threading the needle on some of those passes and yeah. a few of the sideline passes to Amari where he was just toe tapping to, oh. to get him in. But my favorite throw of the game 
was the touchdown to Njoku. Yeah, that he, was a great throw, he, too. He threaded that right through there, and then uh, David made the nice hands catch, falling down to the ground, and touchdown. So these are games and, and things uh, plays that they're going to have to make in order to keep advancing the playoffs because we're going to make it. We're going to beat the Jets this weekend, and we're, we're going to make it. Yeah. And, so, and, and we might even be 11-5 and five like I thought. Yeah. We're not going to win the division, but we're still going to be 11-5 and five like I thought, and so at least 11-5. and five. And so yeah. I, I feel good about this. I feel good about what they're doing offensively and defensively, of course. The only thing I don't feel good about is we're still turning the ball over, mm-hmm. right? And so when and although Joe Flacco's made a lot of plays in these uh, past three or four games that he started in, he still what has what seven interceptions or so. Yeah, and and, and that's a lot because when you when you're in the playoffs, you're making a playoff run. You can't afford to, to have those turnovers against a, a, a very good team. Absolutely. And two picks this past weekend. And I think you you hear that and you know the Browns have to stop turning the ball over. But it's a give and take. And I think this is the prime example of this in the NFL today is Josh Allen, too. So many good plays, so many touchdowns, but right. just careless with the football. And then sometimes it comes back to bite you, sometimes it doesn't. But, yes, absolutely, Browns got to continue to take care of the football because when you play really good teams in the playoffs, they will take advantage of them much more than the Houston Texans did without their starting quarterback. Eric, if I told you we just talked nine minutes about the Browns offense, if I told you that like a month and a half ago, would you believe me? It was good things. Would you believe me? No. (laughs) You know, I would have thought it depends on if we had injuries or not, right? If if we don't have injuries, then I I could believe it. Yeah. I'd be talking about – uh, Nick Chubb running the ball well throughout the course of the years, you know, especially with the the, the line that we have. If everyone's mm-hmm. healthy, I'll be talking about maybe Deshaun having some some good throws and, and good runs and all that. But we're not at that point. We're at this yeah. point right now. And so, no, I don't think um, I didn't think we'd be talking about the offense this much at this juncture in the season because, for the most part, defense has been carrying them, and yeah. now we got an offense that's keeping up with the defense. You know, defense defense gets some stops or, or gets some turnovers. And now the offense is going out there and making plays, sustaining drives and getting touchdowns and putting up a lot of yards that keeps the other team's offenses off the field. So, you know, the defense, got their percentage with, with three and outs is, is great. They're not giving up many yeah. yards. And so we've been talking about them. And once again, their lights out when everybody's healthy. And so we just got to hope that we can, we can keep it up and keep everyone healthy. Absolutely. You <laughs> hit the nail on the head. Health is, is the key defensively. Like, I don't, I don't know if they let them pass midfield. They may have, if they did, it was not more than one drive. I think anybody looks at the box score, you see, oh, 22 points. They give up 22 points, seven on a kick return. The others all came when their backup defenders were in. It got so bad. They put the starters back in, which is a whole thing of itself. Not a good sign, but it got so bad with the backups after letting up two touchdowns that they put the starters back in. So the starters starting defense really didn't, give up any points. I feel like we say that every week, but it's the case, whether it's turnovers, backups coming in, the starting defense continues to put out elite performances. And honestly, maybe it's a better thing that they fly under the radar when you look at the box score, because you look at the Browns, you're like, oh, maybe their defense isn't isn't as elite. You get a a little bit of, what's the word I'm looking for? Complacent. There you go. You get a little bit complacent looking at them. And the reality, uh, that's not the case. Look here, the only people... Uh, that they're flying under radar, under the radar. When they look at it, it's fans. Because I guarantee yeah. you, I oh, guarantee yeah. you, when the Jets look at film, 
this week, they're not flying under any radar. Yeah. They're going down the list. We got to block this guy, block this guy. We can't let this guy <laughs> do this. He's going to defend Garrett Wilson, talking about Denzel Ward. This is what we're going to do, Trevor. You cannot turn the ball over. You're not going to have much time to throw it because we this front four. These guys are coming, so we're going to have to chip Miles Garrett, Darius Smith. Uh, it's going to be hard for us to run against them up against uh, Dalvin Thomason in the middle, and we got JOK flying around. The, the, the offensive coordinators and coaches with the Jets know who they are there there's no flying under the radar there you know people look at the browns as, as fans as, as as pundits watching them and they might see oh they gave up 22 points but they don't know the, the whole story yeah they don't, know, they don't know how it went down and that's and that's how it's been throughout the course of the year you know you you look and you see games where they giving up points but you don't know how it went down you don't know that there were a lot of turnovers or, or or pick sixes or, or or even interceptions run down to the one yard line. You never saw any of that. You just yeah. saw that they gave up a touchdown with their backs against the wall. Now this now this defense continues to play lights out, right? And 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 once and hopefully or or thankfully, the defense traveled this week. We've been talking about all year that defense is supposed to travel and it hasn't been doing so, but now. I think they're they're confident and comfortable with what they're doing, especially when Denzel back and guys coming back. That it makes it easier for for Source to call his defense. Guys know what they're doing and, and just go out there and get after it. Yeah, it does make it a lot easier. And I'm glad you bring up the Jets. It is going to be a ridiculously loud atmosphere in Cleveland on Thursday night. A playoff spot is on the line. We'll talk about all the other seating and buy possibilities at the end, but a playoff spot is on the line. Regardless, you win that game, you beat the Jets on Thursday on a short week, you're in the playoffs. And it's it's unbelievable to think about. It is an opportunity, especially in front of the home fans, of Browns fans, Browns analysts, Browns players, if you've been there a while, have been dreaming of for I don't even know how long. Like it is, I get chills thinking about it. it it's going to be incredible, incredible. Of course it is because and last last a couple of years ago during COVID year when they were fighting for a playoff game people weren't mm-hmm. able to be there mm-hmm. and now you have this opportunity when and you're in it's going to be loud and so it's going to be loud we just have to hope that the players come in focus to do their job because you know it's it's like at the end of the season and and then we're all human when we're talking about players the Jets are coming in and they're not going to be coming in playing that hard I don't think. You know, a lot of guys talk about let's not get hurt. Mm-hmm. Let's just, let's think about this contract. And whereas you got a, <laughs> another team that's trying to get in the playoffs mm-hmm. at home in an environment that the Jets haven't been playing in played in in a while, it, it's it's, it's going to be rough on them, especially if they can't protect the quarterback. Yeah, that's going to be the name of the game, and we don't even know who's going to be playing quarterback. A super important thing here is the fact that it's a short week, right? You only get a couple of days off. And looking at what the Browns have on their injury report, too, it's super important. You have Corey Bohorquez and Dustin Hopkins, both like th- the reality is they may not play this Thursday. And I urge Browns fans to not press the panic button too hard because it is a short week. But they're signing in Kevin Hack, the punter, to the practice squad, Riley Patterson, the kicker to the practice squad. Like those guys could get elevated and play a game, an important game, all that. But I really, really do urge Browns fans to not hit the panic button too much. It's a short week, and if they miss this game, maybe it's better in the long run. We talked about that with Deshaun Watson 
earlier on the season. Maybe him missing a game is better in the long run. Another injury thing we do need to talk about, Dorian Thompson Robinson placed on IR, PJ Walker brought up. That is something that's very interesting. Obviously, DTR has been a small part of the offense with Flacco, but still a part of the offense. He gives you the, the quarterback run game that you thought you would miss with Flacco. I guess it remains to be seen if they will continue, at least at the clip that they've been operating at, uh, with P.J. Walker at quarterback, but another interesting thing to monitor. Those injuries going into the Jets game are important on the Jets' side. Do we get Zach Wilson? Do we not get Zach Wilson? That's the name of the game. Coming off concussion the week before on a short week, which sounded really bad when he got it in that game against Miami, it's hard to believe that we will. If we don't, it's Trevor Simeon. And Trevor Simeon behind that offensive line against that pass rush. I like the Browns' chances there. What do you think? I, I do, too. I don't really care who uh, starts at quarterback. They can put Joe Namath back there. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it, it's going to happen because I don't think they're going to be able to uh, protect whoever it is. You know, yeah. the one thing we have to worry about as far as um, the Jets' offense is concerned is them uh, not letting Brees Hall get off. Yeah. You know, because he – in the last game, he was their leading rusher and their leading receiver. So that means yeah. they're getting him the ball and, and and making plays. I mean, they have Garrett Wilson, who's a good, who's a very good receiver, but he's he's, he's running down the field. So if you can't protect, mm-hmm. it's going to be hard to get him the ball. Whereas Brees Hall, as, as a running back, he's closer to the quarterback, be quick little dumps, and he he then makes plays, which he's done even before he got injured. So we got to keep him under wraps, uh, rush the passer keep him off the spot, and then go out there and play Browns football. I think we do all those things. Then then it, it's a game that we we win handily. I mean, and like you said, it's a short week. And so it's a matter of guys getting in there, getting focused, looking at some film, and just going and play. Have fun and, and, and knock these guys in the mouth. Yeah, this is a game they should win. That's the bottom line. You're 100% right. I think defensively, when you look at the Jets, it's almost the polar opposite. As the Houston Texans, right, they are really good in the secondary, have some really, really good players back there. Obviously, they have Quinn and Williams up front. But when it comes to stopping the run, they, they're not as good as people who look at that team on paper would think. Right. I think if you're the Browns, obviously you're going to throw the ball. It is the strength of your team right now. But you're going to have to run the ball more than you usually have, uh, especially the past couple weeks against the Jets defense. And I think the reality of the situation is if, if they do pull away in this game, third quarter, fourth quarter, that will become – more prevalent. And I think the numbers, when you look at the game, you see Jerome Ford maybe has 17 carries. Like the numbers will suggest that if they blow them out. But in the first half, when you're trying to establish your offense against that defense, I do think the run game has to be a bit more of an emphasis this week. Yeah. And I I think uh, based on what you're talking about, that the run game is prevalent in the fact that we know with Joe Flacco and and what Amari and and Joko are doing that we want to pass the ball. Yeah. That's what we we want. We get off the bus. We want to pass the ball. That's what they're trying to do. But you always got to run the ball just to keep a team honest. Right? Mm-hmm. If, if, if they can put rush three just because they know you're going to pass the ball, it makes it hard to find windows right there. So yeah, get those little light fronts. We got to be able to run the ball and get positive yards. It doesn't have to be 10 yards a, a, a clip. Three, four yards to keep you ahead of the chains makes them keep those linebackers up maybe bring some safeties down if you make some plays, and that's when you're able to go over the top. And so with, with Flacco and Amari, like we said, we know what they want to do and what they've been doing in the, in the past few games. So we we got to keep make the, the Jets defense play honest, and, and that's by running from time to time as well. Yeah, keeping them honest is super important. I think there, there's probably a couple players we can highlight, just generally speaking, that we want to – 
see a big game from or we expect to see a big game from, but I'll let you go first with your biggest X factors for this game. I think there's a, a couple guys on the offensive side of the ball. I'm looking at defensively though. I got no idea. I get, I will let you go first there. Okay. So I'll, I'll go offense first and, and I want, and I want to see, and, and he's played well and has some good games, but I still want Njoku to be the guy. I, like I want him to be the guy controlling the, the middle of the field and, and making plays through, through the screen game as well because he, he's had a good year. He has some plays called back, which suggests his numbers will be even greater than they are now. And so I'm looking for him and Flacco to connect and, and make some plays to keep uh, the safeties down and, and, and uh, then give the uh, outside receivers like Amari uh, one-on-one opportunities. I love it. I love it. I'm going to piggyback off of my point about the run game and just go Jerome Ford. I think just taking care of the football, getting what you can, explosive runs here and there, I think is going to be huge. Again, I think that is the best way to attack the Jets defense, just if you're looking at what they do well and what they don't do well. Obviously, take into the account that the Browns have been passing the ball really well. Maybe it's a little bit different, but I do think they're going to have to run the ball a bit more. So I'm looking at Jerome Ford to have a bigger game, to have a bigger impact on the game. Defensively, I'm going to go with the same guy I talked about last week, Alex Wright. I thought he played another really good game this week. He had a sack. Uh, They stopped the run. (laughs) It was funny. They stopped the run really well all game, minus, I think, three big runs. And when you look at the numbers after the fact, that'll suggest that. They ran the ball efficiently, but if you watch clip by clip, like they they stopped the run. Alex Alex Wright had a big part in that. Again, I think that is a huge part to stopping Brees Hall, not letting him go in the run game. And Alex Wright should have another impact, especially you talk about Mohurst going down. Like you need more people to step up. I've loved what I've seen from Alex Wright. You made me you upset me right there because that's who I was gonna pick. Oh, really? <laughs> That's exactly what I, I really was. I like yeah. Exactly. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna go in the middle. I'm gonna go with Dalvin. Okay, and, I like and, it. And, and stuff in the run. Um, you know, they're gonna do things where they're gonna try to uh chip and, and double team Miles and Zadarius and anybody who's rushing off the edge. And so they might try to crease us through the middle, uh, kind of like Denver did. Yeah. You know, they, they didn't have a lot of big runs, but when they got running through the traps through the middle and everything, they were making plays. So I'm gonna look for to them to go to that film, try to see what was successful against this de- defensive front and, and try to uh, mimic that. And so with that in mind, I say uh, Dalvin Thompson because he's going to stuff the middle. He's a guy who can stuff the middle and and, and uh, command double teams so the so, uh, linemen can't come off on the backers. I love it. I love it. I, those guys are going to have a huge impact on the game. Stop the run. You want to make Zach Wilson or Trevor Simeon or whoever, Joe Namath, whoever. Play quarterback, go beat up. Yeah, go ahead. Good luck. Vinny Testaverde. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Even Aaron Rodgers. Maybe we see Aaron Rodgers. Who knows? But yeah, you, you, you make those guys go beat you. <laughs> yeah. That, I, I like the Browns' chances if any of those guys are playing quarterback still. Before we talk about score predictions, I will say the playoff scenarios for the Browns are a little bit interesting, right? I think you and I both a little upset after the result last night. We really want the 49ers to win. The Ravens look good, but I will tell you what, the Browns are still not out of the one seed. They're still not out of it. There's still a chance. The only way that happens, though, Baltimore loses both of their games. They play Miami and Pittsburgh. Obviously, Miami winning against Baltimore. Miami needs to lose their next game to Buffalo, which very doable. Buffalo's playing good football right now. You you never, never know. And the crazy thing is, (laughs) but if so, if Baltimore loses to Miami, Miami will win 
AFC East. So you still have Buffalo coming in playing for a playoff spot, but just general NFL terms, if Miami loses this week and Buffalo wins, they're playing for the AFC East, which is crazy. But you have those two things happen with the Ravens and the Dolphins. Dolphins go one on one and one. Ravens go 0-2. Browns went out. The Browns have the one seed. So there is a small chance they can still get it. But even regardless of what Miami does, I believe if Baltimore loses out and the Browns win out, the Browns still take the division, I believe. Right. I think they still have the tiebreaker. And so, you know, when it's all said and done, we have all these scenarios that can get us to a number one seed or even a division lead. But yeah. none of that really matters if we don't take care of our business. Yes. You know, so 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 I, I don't I don't want to focus on that. I want them to just go in and focus on being one and oh in this next playoff game. Yes. Get that out the way and then just see what see what happens. See, let the chips fall where they may. Right, yeah. because we can't control what other teams do, we can only control what we do. And so, though we want to play, have the number one seed or, or win the division and have a, a playoff game at home, we, we still got to take care of our business. Because, had we taken care of our business early in the season, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. Yeah, right? we'd be talking about when, when Thursday we got the number one seed, but we yeah. didn't handle our business, so now we have to just handle our business and, and see what happens. Handle business, what's the score prediction? I think they're gonna beat him pretty handily. I think um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I don't want to get overzealous. I'm gonna go 27-10. Okay. 27-10. I don't. I like it. I don't think the Jets score a touchdown. I'll go. Uh, I'll go 24 to three. I don't think they're gonna score a touchdown. To be honest, yeah, honest with you, and, and I don't really think that either. The problem is it gets to games like even yesterday's game with Baltimore and. Uh, and the Niners, yeah, they start playing prevent, and yeah. and guys are catching the ball wide open and making plays, and then they score a touchdown. So I don't think that they'll score on the number one defense, but I think it'll be a situation where the game's out of hand and they'll be able to move the ball down the field just because no one's trying to get beat, and then they make a play. Yeah, and we saw what Davis Mills did to their number two defense last week. So you maybe you're right, but I'll stick to I'll stick to twenty four to three. Any last words before we sign off here, Eric? Handle your business. Handle your business. That's a lot of match. All righty. Thank you guys for listening. This is the Dog Check presented by Bet Online. Go Browns. Go Browns. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.